0: Today's workshop agenda. we start off with the pleasure meetings. To the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands,
1: one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This meeting is now called for in line with the Borough of
0: Seabright's long-standing cause of open government and in compliance with the open public meetings act. I wish advise to advise that the notice of this regular scheduled meeting it was sent to the Asbury Park Press and other local newspapers on January 10, 2022. In each instance, the date, time, and location of this meeting were provided in the notice. This meeting is open to the public. Roll call. Council Member Here. here. Burzel? Here. Booker? Here. Catalana? Here. Killer? Present. Lowney? And America is here. John's
2: online. Oh, there
1: you are. Hey, John.
3: Uh, He's David. muted himself. Can you hear us, John? He's frozen. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: He's got a picture of himself in front of his camera. Uh, so, yes, folks. Yeah.
4: So, yeah. so yeah. so yeah. so I stood by the police. We <laughs> 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 literally had a lot of rooms. Mr. Ross is I'm you. How fantastic. He's not
0: there. even blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Do so uh, first, I have remarks from the audience again. If there's anybody who would like to be heard, just uh, please state your name and your address, and you've got three minutes to address the governing council. Is there anybody who would like to be heard today?
5: Hey, yeah, everybody. Robert uh, so uh, Duran, uh, parents of 8th a- Aviation mm-hmm. Avenue. I spoke to you guys last year about uh, possibly opening up a coffee shop, a coffee trailer in town for the summer, uh, spring and summer, due to the other has been closed. I'm, last year, was kind of late notice. Of, I, I think we had a meeting in the summer. Um, this year, I did some renderings. Wanted to show you guys your attention again. I do think, i almost from general in the of office, as well as a few other restaurants. Monchon, a little silver, and I'm um, also a part of Lupo and Caridon. So, um, from the community, um, all about the community, local, small. Um, yeah, I just think that since Dunkin' Donuts is closed, you know, there really is no coffee option. Yes, we have 7-Eleven. Yes, we have shops that open up later in the day. There's no, uh, nothing really available in town to get that need of cappuccinos, lattes, watches, things like that. So I made renderings for the town. You guys can keep this of options that I've considered doing, um, that I am doing, um, both trailers as well as trucks. Um, it can be parked in any uh, public lot. Um, I know the biggest thing is, is, is taking away from the businesses that, that pay right year round. It's not what I'm trying to do. Uh, just try to offer our service uh, early in the morning uh, 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. and close uh, when other shops open up offer things that they're not offering and most importantly just just be a service to the community um, I think we have a lot of early mo- morning walkers um, And my dad he owns the bike shop in Shrewsbury. He was at uh, Shimento's house over 8.58 He was someone that was to local every morning at 5 a.m. Now he has to drive all the way to Bego Masters in the morning to get coffee. So providing something to the community. I don't even mind working out some kind of sharing with the town itself or, or, or giving the money back to, to an awesome local uh, charity or some kind of service, uh, whether it's the fire department, whether it's the police department. For me, it's not about the money. It's good marketing for myself as well as my brand, but just an option I want to put in front of the table for you guys to think about as we go into the summer and spring. Um, you know, We can look at what time some of the shops are opening up. Um, but from what I noticed in the reaches that I've done, it's more of an 8 a.m., 9 a.m. thing. So we're, we're missing that 5 a.m., 8 a.m., and 9 a.m. service, um, which I can fill and, and, and hopefully attract people and be an option that they can have. And that's all Right. Yeah. All right. Thanks for presenting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. I... Hi,
6: good morning. My name is Stephen Maynard. I'm of the Neighbors and they're a business partner Dover and who lives in town. I, um, the last time I was here, I know the council mentioned that it would, once it would essentially start thinking about whether it would allow cannabis store operating in town. So I just wanted to come back and remind you that um, the, um, the application system will open up March 15th. So now is the time to think about it if you're going to be going forward with it. I just wanted to make a couple of very quick points. Um, my co here and myself, who would be partners in the business, along with the third person um, who lives in Rumson, who is a dentist who so has a DVA license and has a very great reputation in the town, very successful practices. So the leadership um, is very bright and we take it very seriously. But you know, we would also have priority licensing because one of the partners, the majority the partner is um it happens to be agent and would we'll get priority licensing. So that's something important for the town to know. because if you're going to allow it, you have to pick someone who's qualified for it. Who's the best qualified for the license? What's the highest chance of actually getting a license from the state cannabis condition? Um, you mind if I sit down? Is there a case of for a minute? Sorry. <coughs> I'm just getting over, uh, my back is feeling, so I apologize. i a lot of pain right now. So, one of the things that the, uh, the council wants to know is where this actually be in town? I can't say, I do have a place. I cannot say exactly where. I don't have permission from the owner. It is within the zone of where the council is going to approve campus last time. I think you would love the place, but I, until it's passed, I cannot, the owner will make a deal, but not until it's passed. So I just can't get that information yet. But it would be within the zone, the highway business district where you're going to approve it last time. I know that the council was interested in knowing how much money would create for the town. I, I have some documents in are going if you don't mind a folder. Um, I believe that the first full year the town would make about $300,000 and 10% more each year going forward. I apologize. I'm in so much pain, I'm actually shaking. I'm just getting over a, a bad uh, <clears throat> So um One of the things the council was interested in also is whether we create crime in the town. Uh, I sent a study into the council uh, last year, studies that show that where these operations are, the neighborhoods are much safer. And one of the reasons is people don't really want to commit crimes near a dispensary because they're they're highly regulated. There are sophisticated security systems, oftentimes uh, an off the police officer or an armed security officer. So they're just safer in general. And also, I, I, I um, provided a, a public request <coughs> um, for Eatontown, and the police department provided me with. Um, I asked for every police record related to the expense kind of three ever since it opened, and it showed why I knew to be true. There was no increase in crime, there was a bunch of more people must not let the oh. in the audience
7: that are complimenting. Okay. <laughs> okay,
6: thank you for letting me said. So I have the police records there were maybe two instances where um, two disorderly person's calls where the customers did not want to leave because they, their doctor sent them there with um, prescriptions and there was something wrong with the medical cannabis car, they refused to leave, they got very upset. But that wouldn't be the case here, There's no car needed. Um, so there's really no issues at all with, with crime. And let um, do you think? I do have some photographs of what this would look like. <coughs> Um, from a similar dispensary, they're very they're small, very clean, um, meticulously organized, and it just looks very nice. And when you go in, it's very—it's not cluttered or anything like that. For people, maybe for people who have good these facilities. So pretty much that's it. Thank you. I hope that you'll you know, consider it again. And I have and the information you that you've asked for last time, so I'll just drop it off before I go. Thank you. Thank you. Would
0: anybody here? Anybody online? All right. We can move on to items for discussion. Uh, first up, our engineers here to discuss bulkhead repair work.ings I know we had uh, discussed twofold. One was extending the amount of the period of time that any repair or replacement would be constructed, but also to find a way to get the uh, process of moving. So.
3: I'm sorry, the Mayor, I was uh, talking to Mr. McLaughlin. Oh, <coughs> uh, Trevor is here, Trevor is from CMA. Uh, they're the engineering firm that did our study. <coughs> Maybe they could give us a brief overview of the results of it. Al- also, you could touch on the municipal bulkheads uh, because that was uh, not in the last uh, go around. And, uh, and then council, I think, has heard from several residents about the timing of this, uh, both because of the supply chain, uh, lack of vendors, and and some problems. We've been asked for uh, some consideration for a pause, at least in the, uh, at least in the construction portion of the of the bulkhead project. So, um, I've asked Trevor to come and, and discuss some of the some of his findings and. And then maybe get some input from our legal team as to, as to and, and specifically counsel as to what they would like us to do. And, and if uh, Mr. McLaughlin could make any uh, changes to our <coughs> ordinance So Trevor, maybe you could give us a sure. brief overview. Oh. Yeah.
8: Thanks, Jeff. Uh, so we prepared a report dated September 20th, 2021. Uh, in the summer, we did uh, via boat going into the properties along the river and then this the properties. Um, the report includes a summary of every property like bulkhead that is on this property. And then we also identified 25 properties that we feel under the ordinance were deficient. Uh, 25 of those properties, nine of them, we require further review. Uh, so on uh, December 15th, we submitted letters to those 25 property owners. Uh, We've heard back from, say, about half of them. Uh, so that was one of my questions, how do we want to follow up again? Obviously we want to submit the letter back to everyone that we have not heard from um, going forward and uh, basically where do we want to take it at this point? Um, now that we have received responses from some people, but not all the residents. Uh, second thing as far as the borough bulkheads that we looked at, there are three bulkheads that we again feel were deficient and that are uh, publicly over- owned. Uh, that was the dead end of Peninsula Avenue, 19 River Street, and also Henry Place. Uh, each of those has two of them have the old steel bulkheads that are severely corroded. Uh, the third has a, a timber bulkhead with a concrete cap on it that is not as poor shape as the other two, uh, but it's in poor shape. It needs some, some work. Uh, As far as the permitting, I did take a look at the permitting that would be required for the repair of the bulkheads. Uh, there are two types of permits that will be required depending on the need of either repair or full replacement. The uh, repair, if, if it can be done in place in kind, and it's not a full replacement of the bulkhead, uh, is a it's called a permit by rule. So basically that's an instantaneous permit once that's submitted to the PP, it's almost an instantaneous approval, and the applicant would then be able to start their improvements at that time. Uh, if the bulkhead needs a full replacement, that would be a general permit from the DEP, and that takes several months to receive a permit once that application is submitted. To the so I would say that would take probably anywhere from four to six months to get a permit from the DEP once that application is submitted. And I would say based on our 25 properties, I would say probably nine or ten of them are in the range that could be repaired in kind, and the other 15 would be a full replacement um, required. So so we we didn't indicate that to the homeowners in our letter, we just indicated that the bulkhead was deficient so then I mean, it's up to them to come back with a plan that's <laughs> to to uh and then with that plan obviously that would okay, that would uh determine which dvp we were required, whether it's affirmed by the rule or the full general program. Uh so yeah, that's uh kind of where we stand today. The, we gave the residents 60 days from December 15th to respond back to us. at the ordinance. That would is obviously uh, next week already. And again, we have only heard back from about half the residents. And of those half that we heard from, we have not received any uh, plans for reconstruction. It's just basically either acknowledgement of the letter or indicating that we received the letter. We're taking a look at it. Uh, again, we've not received any, any plans. For so that's
9: just a summary of where we are, what we've done today, and where we are, and so any questions, I can answer questions. All right. Trevor, um, I, I apologize, because I don't think I sent you a copy of uh, the draft that I had circulated to the Council, but the um, questions that had come up at the last public meeting really involved you know, how long a period of time somebody would have to comply. So I think you just answered one of the major questions that we had, which was Know, how long does it take to get a permit? I think now we found out that about half of them don't need a permit, and the other half's going to take the like last six months. W- what do you think is a reasonable period of time? W- let's talk about the folks that uh, don't need a permit. They can go by the permit by rule. What's a reasonable period of time for somebody to be able to come up with a, a corrective plan for the review of your offer? So I think a
8: corrective plan, and obviously they have to hire most of hire an engineer to go out and survey the property, put a plan together. Uh, I think that would be anywhere from 60 to 90 days to really mm-hmm. put that together. Um, you know, depending on what you know, Their engineer schedule is obviously to get out there and do a survey. You know, 90 days may be more appropriate than the 60 days. Uh, so that's probably my recommendation for
9: that. Okay, and then, so then let's the, talk about a period of time after your office reviews it maybe there's a back and forth, maybe there isn't, but at some point, your office says to the borough, this is a plan that works, you know, we approve this. What's, what's a reasonable period of time to allow somebody to complete those repairs? that be including
8: the permits or
9: once they get the permit? Well, figuring the six months if, if they need a permit, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's talk about it if they don't. Okay. Uh, what's a reasonable period of time if they don't need so If
8: they don't need a permit and say it's a tender re- repair, they Sheeting That would be relatively quick. If it's steel, it's steel delivery right now because of the supply chain is definitely an issue. You uh, get steel sheeting, so we looked at a project recently and it's going to take four months just to get the steel sheeting that we needed. Uh, obviously that was a, a large order. Um, we just need a couple sheets and maybe a different story. But I would say probably six months would be a, a good time period.
9: And then if it was a permit necessary, we're really talking six plus six. So, yeah, almost a year. year, correct. Okay. And I
8: think that, again, that schedule, until we get the plan to see what they're planning on doing, you know, they may have a repair, but they decide that they want to replace the whole bulk at that time, so it's gonna be different than sure. repairs. And to move into the,
9: the specific permit. Correct. Yeah. Okay.
8: And until we get that plan, we really won't know, you know how long it's gonna take them to get the permit into construction. Okay.
9: And then the other question that came up and, and this may be one that's impossible to answer but one observation that was made by one of the folks that came to the last council meeting was that uh, if, if we put it off for a year uh, it might be cheaper for folks to do this because hopefully prices are going to be coming down from the pandemic highs do you see that trend or do you, does that make sense
8: yeah right now it makes sense because again the supply chains so just to get the, the steel is difficult more expensive now than they would be previously. Hopefully, that ends soon, but is it going to be six months or a year or two years? It's anyone's guessing. Okay. Uh, yeah.
10: <coughs> Thanks, Trevor. I don't, I don't know. Does <coughs> <That's> anybody <lot. coughs>
2: right. have some questions? Trevor, just a quick one. First of all, great report. Thank you. Thank you. you answered most of my questions with your summary there. Just as a rule of thumb, what is the average cost of a new
8: volcano for foot? We is probably some municipal prices, so it's probably a little bit more than a private owner, but somewhere $2, $1,200 a foot for a stable cap. Installed. 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 Um, yeah. timber is obviously much cheaper than that. Yeah. Um, I don't have a price for timber on the top of that. Okay, somewhere say between
2: 500 and $1,200. Are you aware of what's going on in any other towns
8: that are dealing with the same situation? You can just look at for reference purposes. Uh, there is one town that I represent, uh, Barney Township. I you know they have a fairly decent bulkhead they have a lot of uh, the properties. I can take a look at that. It's in the lot we go and we Thank you. Yeah,
0: I can just say that my industry, I mean, again, kind of like Kevin said, you never know what it went so bright, but they are right now they have spiked. I know personally it's spiked up tremendously, and most of the people in my industry think that it will be. Yeah. So yeah. do it, right.
11: anticipate yeah. <coughs> these people come down also. That's so sure. let's like say, like you know, in our general uh, as a general consensus, we general rule of thumb here for this ordinance right now. Let's say we push it off six months and then start whatever num numbers are in the ordinance from here on out. Um, so let's say you know, let's say for instance, you know, in the ordinance that. Roger provided us, in 2 B, let's say it's 90 days for them to give us some, you know, uh, a plan. There. <coughs> 90, give them 90 days to submit a plan, um, which we need to go ahead, go along with what uh, this, with whichever was telling us here. Sure. Whichever, right? Yeah. was telling us here. Um, so I think that will fit that. So like six months, so it'll be nine months then to submit a plan, and then, Depending on whether or not they need the full permit, then you add either another six months. For if they don't need the permit, then from there we continue on with our numbers. And let's say it's like 180 days to build it, which is worst case scenario. From what Trevor mentioned, it sounds like six months is 180 days. So those that don't have a full replacement, they just need a quick repair or something, well, that's great. They've got six months to do it. But uh, those that have to do a full repair, they have not six months to do it. So that's more reasonable for them. So the folks that don't have, again, like we, we have to, I think whatever we put in here, we have to do the worst case scenario. So if somebody needs to pull out the entire bulkhead and put a new bulkhead in, that's what we have to gear for. What's it gonna take that person to
9: do? Yeah, I mean, I think we could differentiate. Can we? Yeah, I think we could, we could provide a new Depending ordinance the for, for two tracks, you know, the repair track and the replacement track. Now, somebody may jump from the repair track to the replacement track, as Trevor was saying, but I think we could differentiate the order. Okay. Well,
11: that'd be good, because then, then we can, you know,
9: basically split. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes it, makes it more reasonable because we're, we're kind of tracking what the reality is as opposed right. to just some arbitrary number. Yeah,
11: because the replacement's where the, where the additional cost is going to be anyway if prices are uh, inflated for any reason. Hair isn't necessarily going to break the bank for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, I think we're pushing the numbers out a little bit. One of the things that was in here too is on uh, letter E here, um, where it's like if they don't, if they you know, fail to do anything and blah, 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 and now the town starts to take over where we're submitting plans and we're you know doing an engineering plan, I think that cost should actually get absorbed by. Property owner, um, and should be put on a lien on property owner because I mean, you know, at this point, the town is now doing the work right, drawing and drafting of a plan to, for replacement or repair or whatever. And then, one of the other pieces here that I had a question on is on <coughs> letter F, there are a number of different dates in here. Are each of these dates in order from like? you know, 60 days, 60 days, 60 days, like are they tacked onto each other, or is that just overall for that entire stage? Because it sounds like it's 60, then 60, then 60. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm just kind of curious if that, how that maps out there.
9: Most of the dates, I think, go from the, uh, uh, the issuance of the permit. So it would be this 60, 60, 60, not 60 plus 60. Okay. <clears throat> I think it came back. Again, I, I have to look at that again and later like what Trevor said, too. We, know, again, we may have to double track that. Well, from the sound of it, too, from the sound of it, too, I
11: mean, the, the... Like, we have, I think in here, it says 60-day period to uh, provide proof that they've applied for the permit. Mm-hmm. I think that, from the sound of it, that seems a little excessive, uh, for 60-day period. 60 days to do that, I think they can probably, you know, once we give them the notification, they probably apply for a permit in 15 days, or
0: at least 30 days, uh, pretty oh, no, that's, a that's, we that's, that's a that's a
9: really good question. How long is it, you know, I asked you about the repairs, but let's say if you have to apply for a, a permit, what does it take to do that? I mean, do you have to have a complete engineering plan in order to apply, or how does that work? Yeah, I think
8: for the replacements, obviously, you need a full uh for the repair work, if it's just a matter of fixing some timber, then you may not need an engineer for that, but I'd say the majority of these you're gonna need an engineer tomorrow. Well it's not so much just yeah. it's not so much a
11: response back that they've got the permit, that just that they've applied for, they've started a the process with permit. Right. So if they need a plan before they even start the process you can yeah, we, need
3: to,
8: we need to
11: adjust where those numbers fall. Right.
8: Yes, yeah, so I guess not to add a another level to it, but maybe just a response from the property owner that they received a letter and they're they're looking they at they acknowledge it, acknowledgement, yeah. acknowledgement that they received it, and then move on to the next step after that. which is, I think yeah, that
12: make make it makes sense to, to to start the clock yeah. once once everybody's on
8: board. So, so as soon as they acknowledge that they've gotten the the, it
11: right. on the phone, then that's when the clock starts and we move forward. We can't get a yeah. hold of them owner, Which may happen in a number of these properties. Right there. Um, what, what do we do then? I mean, if we can't get a hold of the property owner, and they can't acknowledge them, or they refuse to acknowledge the letter, what do we?
6: How do we move forward?
9: Well, this, it depends on what the status of the ownership. I mean, somebody has to own the property, so we have to. You'd have to investigate who that is and, and how to get to them, how to get notice to them, but. It depend on the circumstances, but somebody's going
3: to own it someplace,
9: right? But I'm but I mean, we, we
3: saw the list, we kn- the 25 people we know, we do, yeah. Okay. So then we don't have an issue.
11: Well, but even still, right. even still, then, I mean, if we don't start the clock until they acknowledge the letter or they acknowledge the fact that we've told them, that well, it's I a think
9: we, the, the clock has to start when we send them. okay. I think, I think that's the only reasonable approach okay. Okay. to say, Here, your, 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 your clock starts now. We may want to give the next number of days to acknowledge that um, that they've received it, and X number of days from that point to come up with a plan. But I, I think the clock has to start unless we have an issue with ownership. Apparently, ownership. Apparently, we don't. It should start when the, when the notice is given.
13: Okay. But so, Roger,
2: a couple things. Uh, one, it, it sounds like we're doing a reset right now, which means the letters that are out there and people that are responding are kind of moving. We're going to do a reset on the uh, I
9: don't think you have to reset, no. I mean, we've you, given notice to folks.
2: But we can't hold them accountable to the dates that the original letter, is that correct?
9: Well, no. Well, you <laughs> actually can if they don't change the ordinance. I think if you want to change it. the ordinance, then, then you reset, but you don't have to scroll up in your notice. I mean, yeah. you they receive them. So. It
2: sounds like we're planning on redoing the ordinance. And I, I read it. I thought it was very well written. And you basically asked us timelines as to right, what we're going to complete.
9: And that's really all we're doing. I mean, we're, not, we're not going to redo the substance of it. It's yeah. going to be a question yeah. of what, what's the timeline for compliance.
2: So just, just so we're clear amongst ourselves, the travel is interested in understanding what do we do with the people who have not respond? Well, it sounds like we're not going to kick in the penalties that were in that ordinance, the original ordinance, because we're talking about resetting the whole clock right no, now. Yeah, that's right, penalties should be
9: resettled. Right,
2: so point number one, is it sounds like we're doing a perfect reset, for at least to me. Point number two, Kevin suggested, and I don't know if we want to do this, that we wait a period of time to allow the supply chain to take a bit improve before we actually send the letters. I want to understand whether or not that's what we're saying. And if we are saying that, then in that, that period of time, we together are going to work this ordinance and get it updated consistent with Trevor's recommendations and our desires. Is that fair to say? I don't
11: know.
0: I don't think I, I didn't understand
9: it that way. I
0: think
11: we're the well, letter, just having more time built into it. Well yeah, well that's one thing now, the one thing I, that I stated is kind of bump the, bump the entire process six months to allow for the supply chain to come to settle out a little bit. so we've already issued the letters. So now technically that would give them six months to now reply to those letters. So we need within six months we need a plan. X, Y, and Z. So there, whatever our date, our initial date was for getting a plan in place and getting the permits in place and everything like that. That is now a deadline of six months from now. So they now need to have a plan in place. They have to have permits in place, which gives them, should give them sufficient time to do the permits if they have to do a replacement because they're six months out. So now in six months, that's when we start the clock on either you start your project or we step in. And that's where we need to kind of, that's where the next, the penalties start to
2: accrue from that point on. We have to be very clear here because this is going to be painful for people. It's yeah. the right thing to do, but it's going to be painful. And if we have a prior letter that's out there floating around at the same time we're rethinking the ordinance, I think it puts everybody in a awkward position. Us on enforcement, them on execution. So I think we have to, we're not here at this meeting because we don't have time, but we have to decide actually how we want to handle that. Because we have some people now that are not responding. Are we doing anything about that? I think we've we got to be careful you not know, to this stuff. And we have to be clear what we want
0: to do. Could we just amend the ordinance and then send a new letter to everybody, just stating the updated time frames yeah. so that they take all is the same, but if we amend things, can we just clarify, send a new letter, saying, you know, in light of you know, supply chain mm-hmm. on blah, we can just amend that. Yeah. Right.
9: Yeah, I think, I, mean, I think step one is to change the ordinance to okay. revise the time frame. Right. For uh, future. <laughs> Yeah, and that and that gives you a little time to think about that issue, because, um, I mean, obviously you have a couple of options there, but if we want to do a you know, restart, then we can do it that, But that'll give you a little time to think about it. I'll, I'll redraft the ordinance in light of what Trevor Gave us in terms okay. of time frames. And and sure work, work. Yeah, make sure that it makes sense to everybody. To and then, yeah. then you can decide where you want to reset. That, 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 that
12: piece we're going to have to do quickly because we've got people out there trying to think about plans they need to make, et cetera. And if, if we if we sort of change it, that's our problem. But but we, we owe it to everybody to, to be clear about what we want quickly. So um, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, Roger, you taking Trevor's input and in redrafting and making a recommendation to us is exactly the right way to go. And we also have to be clear on enforcement, right? Because we can't resend this out and have the same kind of response that we're experiencing right now, which is no, no response. I'll fetch a letter, but I'm not giving you a plan. And we're going to have to be able to enforce something once we reset and send this out we've Got a hold of it, because otherwise it's got no teeth. But in addition to that, I said last meeting,
12: we have to make sure that, 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 that we, uh, the two or three workheads that we own, that we're, we're, we're taking care of ours, yes. as, as well, uh, you know, at the same time, we're to first, we lead from the front. It's difficult to go to homeowner and say, do this, and our stuff isn't quite right. So, so that, that's, you know, got to consider that, and that. how we're going to pay for that, <laughs> and, and all of that. So, and also, as I mentioned at the last meeting, I think it's important that, that, that uh, um, any, any assistance that may be available just to, to, to homeowners via grants or, or other programs if we're privy to them. If our, if our pool of engineers are, are, are privy to them, uh, I think it's a good public service to assist and least make available information to homeowners who may need
3: assistance making those replacements for repairs. Okay. Can, you, can, can you do this as an assessment ordinance? Like we do it's a different showers? approach, but I mean, it can be done that
9: I mean, theoretically, any any public improvement can be done that way. Um, it's been a it's long completely term. different approach. But we could think about
12: that? I, I would do that as a, as a as a later resort, but 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 to have a to have a you know backstop. I mean, that's a
3: the municipality goes in and they build them over a ten-year period or something. You so know, know you bonded. You know, you bond it Well, see, that's one Assess of, it back to the. the one
11: office. of my one of my thoughts that I wrote down. Was that um, whatever, if we do end up taking over, we have to, in, somewhere in the ordinance, have to stipulate, stipulate stipulate that, listen, if you don't do it, we're gonna come in and do it, but keep in mind, we come in and do it, now you're paying prevailing wages. So now, whatever your cost would have been, is now plus N, because so it's gonna cost us that much more because we have to pay prevailing wages. So, and then that's gonna be added to your tax lien. And whatever, so it's like, you know, however you want to do it. I mean, it's up to you. I mean, it's like it's like refinancing your house. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, you're kicking it out
12: another thirty years. But well, then that, that's that's part of providing options to to people. Um, there are those who may have means to just move forward quickly, just get it done. And there are those who do not, and and I think it's important. Whatever assistance we can provide as far as information as to what folks' options are, whether or not it's last option where okay we're going to do it and it's going to be what it's going to be um, or you can do it um, uh, yourself as, as a homeowner you know out of your own pocket and you're going to grant so i'm just trying to help residents receive this in 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 a way from the government body that we're not swinging the hammer we're going to take care of our bulkheads first and foremost and we're going to assist in what we can in helping those who need it to get it done i, I think as far as information if that's fair. The I want you to try yeah. in saying it was just same thing is that once our
0: margin areas are received for any grants available for public or private. And it's probably easier, more of a chance for public for us. But if there's a, a private, we send out our next letter. If We can have a little chip uh, sheet or something in there. Like any, if we refer them to any potential grants or.
11: Any kind of even of Even in, you know, builders in the area. That like, yeah, I that. use that. Second letter so I, I, it would be, I think it would be beneficial to so say, like, listen, okay, we, we have, here's a list of people that do this in the area. yeah uh, Here's a list of engineers that do this in the area. Here's a list of, you know, and something to kind of give them, oh, well, you yeah. know, because I, I know if I'm a homeowner, I wouldn't even know where to start. Who the
0: hell call? Oh yeah, no they had these bulkheads for
11: a lifetime like that. And now they get letters it's like, oh yeah. I gotta build yeah bulkhead. Yes, yeah, the guy who built my bulkhead thirty years ago was retired twenty years ago. <laughs> you know? But again, so that's a, I think that would be helpful, um, because I don't know like I wouldn't know where to start. I mean, my, where I would start is I'd put something on Facebook and be like, anybody know anybody that built bulkheads? And that yeah. would take how long to but oh, I'm serious that's the best way to find <laughs> sounds it. That sounds good. Good. No, <laughs> <laughs>
9: Trevor, uh Trevor and Greg, did, did, are you, do you aware of any are there any programs out there for private grants or or public grants mm-hmm. for that uh, For that type of work?
1: You no, know, the public is a lot less I mean, a lot more available public funding than it is private, especially from a municipality view. So that would help, especially if you're talking assessment district because you're gonna do the whole project and assessment yeah. back. And it would be supported by the town versus individual public people doing it. I mean, private people doing it is as lot more difficult to get money. you get
7: the research that for us? Can you see that could have stayed,
3: in like, the countdown now? Well, Federal. you know, I'm hearing about this. Uh, Polonin announced something a couple weeks ago about this uh, uh, money from the Army Corps for uh, uh, what is it for flooding and.
9: Mm-hmm.
8: And resiliency. So I know there's a list of uh, different grant programs out there that are going to be coming up. Um, but I think it's much easier for the public
9: than the private. So. One one thing I think we ought to think about is, is if, if we want to consider, uh, say, a, a grant, loan, however we're structured, and an assessment. Better, I think, to start that up front rather than. When we figure out who's going to do it, who's not going to do it, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that would be very cumbersome to try to do it in part. Uh, if, if we were going to do it as an assessment, the local assessment board should want to do that up front. I okay? think. Mm-hmm. Which which would mean you need to find out you know, what would the total across of to the project be? How much would be available in terms of grant funding? Mm-hmm. And then you have you got a bond. The full amount, but you you would provide for X amount of grant funding to be paid back toward that, that bond, and then you would do it as a local assessment. You would assess the uh, the property owners that are that are getting
11: the so. In other words, we would we as a yeah. municipality would take out a we would take out Your a, a loan. bond or yeah. something like that, yeah. On, yeah. And which would be obviously a little bit cheaper than the yeah. homeowner doing so, and then we just. Pass that cost mm-hmm. to the yeah, basically what you do is you, the under an
9: assessment board that you have, you have an amount of money that you, and what you do is you assess the benefit that the property owner receives from the project. Um, and then you can allow that to be paid back over a 10-year period at whatever interest rate the borrower is paying on the bond. So, Number one, the cost should be lower, and number two, the interest return should be again. lower than it would be for the bigger yeah, and Do that mm-hmm. themselves. So, can't you can know, That's an advantage to community uh, sure. well, the assessment. That's a pretty good idea. Then we can knock
11: them all out at once. And one thing, RF, you know, RFP, we can put out a proposal and have somebody who's come down and take care of all 25 properties at once. And uh, then the homeowner just pays it back over time with the tax assessment.
3: Uh, you know, it's probably worthy of consideration. I'm, you know, and maybe I brought up a, a red herring here. Because <laughs> well, you he brought up an issue. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, what if I have a bulkhead that he didn't identify, but I said, well, boy, if I can replace this bulkhead now, I could do it if we're taking to, you know, sort of thing. We may have a, we may have a yeah, little run
11: bit. Up, run on the bank type of thing.
3: Especially if we're financed over ten years at two or three percent, that's mm-hmm. right. So yeah. I don't. Yeah. It's, an individual. So it's not
9: necessarily okay. a bad problem. <laughs> it, it could lead to a big bomb. That's 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 the issue. I would say, right? Yeah, I mean, if if you're replacing more bulkheads, that's not such a bad thing. This is such
2: a complex issue. We're I mean, not going to resolve it here. I mean, mm-hmm. just a couple of quick points. Yeah. One is, if all of these were done, would the town be significantly better off? from a resilience and flood risk perspective. If the answer is yes, then we have to find a way of driving ahead. If the answer is no, that's a whole different ballgame that we gotta figure out. I think we gotta be careful also, we don't you know, break the next shiny thing and keep pushing this thing forward to the point, let's go Army Corps of Engineers, let's go bond, and the next thing is, this is five years from now, achieving nothing. If this is the primary risk of the town, we've gotta to figure the most practical and reasonable way to do it. And I think, you know, I've heard talk about in the past, well, if there was funding from the Bologna and the Army Corps of Engineers came in, well, half of those people would say, "I don't want the bulkhead that far; You're not touching my property," and they, and then the whole plan falls apart. So I think I think the path we're on, Roger, is a good one. You've got input. You're going to update the, the ordinance mm-hmm. that we're going to review. We're going to figure out how we handle the people we're already put it out to, whether or not we want it to delayable because of supply chain, and then get the ball rolling. To me, at least listening to the conversation and of the game, it sounds like the most Effective yet painful for the homeowner to get this issue resolved, but they are responsible for the property. Does that, does that make sense? Does. I, I think is there can we is there a way
11: to give them the you know, like to give them the option of doing like Joe said the assessment thing like where like some property owners may not have the ability to do those repairs right now what they can afford X amount of dollars per year.
9: Okay. Let me take. I'll take a look at that sort of as a sidebar at this point. I think. Yeah, right, it's a it's board separate, board the Yeah, and about, the case yeah. that
0: in the next letter. That if that isn't the case. Yeah, something some, some
11: to say. Listen, you know, we we understand that you know, wh- whatever we get. You know, yeah, okay. Times times are tough and blah 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 And you may not have the the to get this done. In that case, if you want to, we can we can look at this option option B. Right? For most people, chances are they're going to go with option A because they have more control over it. They have more, because then you don't end up with a situation that we had, you know, years ago. Uh, Because when we start taking over, then they, the property owner loses control over the property There were public
3: access problems with that as well, remember? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. All right. Sounds good. If you took the Army Corps money. Yeah. Right. All right. Roger
0: for
1: now. Yep,
9: I'm good. Easy. One. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, yeah, Trevor. Thank you, <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> thank, thank Thanks, you for doing all this work. I
6: appreciate it. Right, we're going to revisit
0: short-term rentals again. I know we've been uh, trying to talk about the right way. So we listening send our official Tom Hades online, I believe. Tom, you on there? I'm here, Mayor.
10: Morning. I'm here. Good morning. Good right, morning. 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 Do you morning. want to give us uh,
0: your tip, your yes. suggestions
1: as of today? Okay. <coughs> I sent over to Chris a, uh, a template uh, for a short-term rental. You can hear me, right? Yes. Oh, okay.
10: uh, I think it covers all the points we're looking for. I mean, what is a short-term rental? How um, I many people can stay in that residence? Day guests, vehicle parking, um, the permitting process, um, the, uh, if, if we had an issue where we needed to, uh, you know, a violation for the owner. We have the ability run a violation against the occupants. Um, we have uh, an ability to enter the house through this ordinance. Uh, I, I think it kind of good everything we're going to do. Control anything that would be budgeted for less than 30 days, a short-term rental. Um, otherwise, it would just fall under our, our normal uh, inspection pro- process of a rental. Uh, but I don't
6: know if anyone has
11: the opportunity to look at it or review it. Let me know. I do, Tom. Thank you for su- su- uh, providing this to us. I think it it, it it is really comprehensive, and I do do a, I did get a chance to read through it. Um, there are a couple things here. Uh, first of all, it's, in these definitions, the short-term rental actually says 30 days or less. It should be less than 30 days, I think, um, there will be times when they're rented monthly. Um, I don't know if you want to include include those monthly rentals in the short-term rental ordinance or if we want to separate those out. Um, But I think that's one thing in there. Uh, Another thing in the definitions, um, it says person in charge, but technically, throughout the rest of the document, there is no reference to person in charge. There's a reference to local contact person, so I think we should change that nomenclature there. the, uh, there is a mention under short-term rental about some additional or uh, imposing an excise tax. Um, obviously, that doesn't apply here, but is there some option that we can collect additional tax revenue for these type of things? No. Okay, I was just wondering what that was referred to. Um,
9: it may, it may the carryover from uh, the Yeah, oil. it was, it was a carryover
11: from Monroe County. Um, and then in uh, a- A6, there's an, uh, Notation to $500,000 in general liability insurance, I think that might be a little light in lieu of where we are and um, you know, what could you know the, the problems that could arise from this type of thing. And heaven forbid one of these rental properties, you know somebody's renting it, there's a fire and in the downtown area that could spread very, very quickly and be very, very detrimental to the town. So I think a
12: half a million dollars is a little light there. It probably is, um, but but uh, you know, acquiring a, a million or something like that, um, you could eventually get a situation where that that is cost prohibitive, that's not our problem necessarily. But but but, but that's always uh, thinking about all sides, and um, uh, I'm not opposed to having that number go up, but understanding that, that you know,
11: yeah, drives. and then uh, a couple other things I wanted to note that aren't in here is. Um, I think there should be some way uh, or some record of the uh, change of occupancy each time it changes. Like who who is the primary person? Who is the primary person in charge that is you know that rented the uh, property? Um, will that person be on site, or are they renting it for somebody else? And um, you know I think we should have a list of anybody that is know a list, a list of names of those that are over 18 in that property. I don't know if we can actually do that, but um, I think it's something that, you know, we should probably look into. Um, and then I think inspections, uh, you know, the, the, the property inspections should occur seasonally if they're planning on renting seasonally, not rather than, rather than just once a year. So a lot of these properties will rent, you know, they'll do summer rentals, winter rentals, um, which is, you know, obviously they. May to September and then September to May. Um, if they're going to do it that way, they should have you know two two times a year. But if they're going to separate it out to you know spring, fall, winter, whatever, blah blah blah, they should have an inspection you know at the beginning of each season. So, uh, but those are my thoughts. Yeah. On, those are my thoughts. Yep. I'm there, and I uh, you know, feel free to tell Yeah, if,
10: you know, if, if you could write them down and you know just board me, But yeah, the short term rental will be anything less than 30 days. Um, the last comment you had as far as somebody running seasonal, you know, summer uh, rental and a winter rental, that would just be our normal inspection. Uh, okay. We'd go going twice a year. Um, uh, as far as the insurance, you uh, know, refer to Roger on I don't know. You know, um, we, we did just kind of, it's a boilerplate ordinance. Uh, we can tweak it to meet our, our needs. Um, the 24-hour contact person. I mean, that's somebody that's to get. Um, Your other point: the uh, occupants each time they would have to supply it every time there's a change of occupancy. That information, the people have more staying for that period of time, and it would be updating our systems. We track it, who's in there, uh, so we would address that.
11: Yeah, I think I, I think that aspect of it is more of a safety issue. Um, you know, 100%. Yeah, we are a shore community and. You know, I mean, heaven forbid something happens somewhere in one of the local establishments near here. And uh, the police have a name and a description and you know the guy's staying in there. It would be, uh, be a lot easier to find if that did that that. that. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's, that's exactly,
4: yeah,
10: that's exactly the that police concern. And they want to know if something did happen, who was in that house. So we would get all that information. That's, that's part of the permitting process. that they have the supplies every time there's a change the, the people who are staying, you their their names and their contact information.
3: Tom, it's Joe. We had a, we had an administrative meeting yesterday, and uh, we talked a little bit about this. And how do we, if you go on, you know, VRBO or 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 you know, yeah, I'm sorry, and or Airbnb, uh, yeah, up pops 60 of these unit units here. How do we, do you have to go into every one to find out their address and try to book it? or when you you were telling me that.
2: Yeah, so, uh, Tom, this is early. Um, I I have actually gone on Airbnb and VRBO for Seabright and have found dozens of units that you can rent. And some of them you can rent on a nightly basis, some of them on a weekly basis, and some of them longer than that. So in response to Joe's question, to me, there's two things. One, what is our shortest-term rental that we want to permit in a town? Most towns seem to be going to a week or longer. I hear reports from people in this town that nightly rentals are a problem. This this ordinance seems to be mostly you know, 30 days or less. But I think it has to be clear on how we're actually going to handle the shortest term. And then can we actually enforce it? Let's say weekly is our shortest, which I happen to be in favor of. Does that mean every week we would need new paperwork on who's going to be in the unit? And do we have the ability to actually track and enforce that kind of thing? If it's six months, yeah, good. go ahead. Through our system,
10: we, we do have a housing inspection program system. I lot not kind of inspection to make sure stuff on the phone. Um, yeah, we, we can have that. that information could be entered into our system so weekly. And then that's what the council has to decide, that they want, you know, that's a good point. Do you want it to, to limit it to a week or uh, overnight. Um, when we do receive complaints on any overnight days, we, we send a, a notice of violation uh, to the homeowners, you know, let them know it's, at this point in time, you are required to get a CO every time you change out. So this ordinance would address that that overnight, that weekly, um, you know,
2: that type of step. And do you want to do that And how long? Yeah, so I'll just just give you a reaction. I'll try and keep this short. My own opinion is we should avoid nightly rentals if we can, because it's both going to create a situation for the residents that live close by, and it's also going to create an enforcement nightmare for us. And I don't think we want to have an ordinance that we can't enforce. There's so much difficulty to do that we don't do it. So I think we should discuss and decide on what a short-term rental can be, how short. Other towns have gone to a week or longer, like I said. And I think, I don't know how close we are in making that decision, if that's up for discussion or not. And I know there are some owners of Airbnbs that will not be happy with that, but our most important thing has to be protection for the residents, enforceable by the town, and safety for everybody. Well,
11: one of the things, one of the things with uh, eliminating nightly rentals is, uh, I mean, this this town's Pretty big on wedding venues, uh, you know. A lot of the beach clubs have weddings and stuff like that, so you do get a lot of nightly people that are coming in for a wedding. Um, so they want to rent a house that has, you know, I mean, five, six rooms or whatever and might that. and they'll rent the house for family, for, for the family, that's being, you know, for the families, for the people that are getting married and stuff like yeah, that. The other thing
0: is too, we discussed before that in the short time the weekend rentals, Friday be I mean, yeah, right. exactly. Saturday, so exactly, so I
11: I would say, you know, I, I don't have a problem with it nightly, maybe weekend at most so three days um, where three days is the minimum or two days is the minimum, Um, you know, but like somebody coming in renting on Friday and then coming in on a new person coming in on Saturday, first of all, logistically, that's gotta be a pain in the ass for the homeowner uh, because they gotta clean the house and everything like that. So, um, you know, I think I don't have a problem with eliminating Nightly, but I think we should have at least a minimum of two or three days. Yeah, I think that's. Makes sense. <coughs> yeah, because I mean, you'll have people coming in for a Friday um, Friday night yeah, for a Saturday wedding and then leaving
12: Sunday. Well, what, um, as far as the enforcement side just of this, since Chief and Captain are here, do um, <coughs> you have any thoughts uh, on this as far as the we enforcement would, side?
14: We would follow Tom Haney's lead. If there's no actual complaint or we don't get called to the house there's no way we're ever going to know that it was an airbnb or an incident going on there it would have to be someone would have to initiate the call to the house we, we could go there we live we live, what's going on we can look at it that way but unless something is initiated there's no way we would know it's an airbnb nor could we even enforce it at this point i wouldn't even know a way to even initiate well- there's, if there's so many there's that many in right and I would think we would take Tom Hagan's lead if he wants us to issue a violation, we can issue a violation. But unless we're actually called physically to that house to find out it's an Airbnb with it's an animal house, we're not gonna know. And if it's
11: absolutely so the issue arises there is that how do we how do we enforce that people are actually getting the permits? Um, you know, we would have to have somebody calling these various sites looking for C right residents uh, homes that are being rented and say and then uh, you know connect the dots between who has a permit who doesn't have a permit. It's,
0: it's kind of hard to do. We've discussed in the past probably going to be people responding as always. I mean, because you're not going to have somebody who can just actually police every home and condo and townhouse in the town.
11: You know, then kind of subjectively just. Well, I mean, but terms. there is, I mean, like I said, there is a way to, like Erwin said, he was able to go on and pull out a whole bunch of them that are on there. I mean, you could see. But I mean, you know, where would that end? I mean, Erwin, yeah,
7: uh, you might it. find
0: 5, 10, 30. But then what do you do? Yeah. You give a list, but then you got to be thorough. Make sure you go to all the sites. You can't just, like, be that right. subjective. Right. where sure it's all that. Plus, part. there's a the
11: local realtors that are handling things. That's my like, point. And then you're
0: going to get the bias, and why are you focusing on it says on your penalty for
9: advertising rental um, yeah. we actually couldn't penalize anyone for an advertisement until it came to crime as in doing the rental right so that there, there, there are a number of things well, uh, that we have to if I could cut in um in, in, in Ocean
7: County, they do not allow
10: Airbnb, and then in their ordinance if you advertise they can they can write you with oh, something I don't know if that's allowable or not but that's kind of cool why we let that in the ordinance so uh, so we could go after these people advertising and make them register and then we would they're an Airbnb and, you know, make sure they do it in a proper manner.
1: Well,
0: my guess is it's going to be more reactive. least get notified of, you know, a home and you don't even know if it's the homeowners or a, a renter. that get there anyway. So I think that's probably going to be the, yeah. you know, I know it's more reactive. That's probably going to happen.
11: You wouldn't even know if they were right renting anyway. You know, because they want their cousin. Yeah, and um, then you know,
14: uh, Stanger, uh, yeah. I felt mean, we do issue summons and Roger will go better. Who do I make as the complaint if you can I mean, get into us going to court and not kind of knowing who should be in court and who should be subpoenaed? The homeowner, the people who have got the Airbnb,
11: It
9: depends on what the violation is. Yeah. Well,
11: if it's a, if it's a noise that we're going <coughs> to assume that would go directly to the person that's renting or that's occupying the residence at that time. Um and then if it occurs more than once, then I would assume if it occurs more than once with the same renter, then I would assume now we uh, uh summons to be home. yeah, that, a homeowner. well we also have the
9: ability to uh to take
10: the uh short term rental uh permit away, you know, in mean, the event it becomes a problem. Yeah, so I think that'd be a there's there's a two team- team-
1: to do that. Yeah.
0: Reacting, but happen when you take a go animal
14: house, we have a bringer, you have know, animal house scenario. You know, they'll be all If, if I could just say, writing someone in those is easy. We know who is the violation. We know who we can. That's easy. But writing someone for disorderly conduct, if it's an animal house, that's easy. But the actual violation for the Airbnb itself would be it's something more towards code enforcement that we really would take Tom Haynes' leave. If the criminal violations, they're easy for us to get. That's, that's not a problem
2: actually violations of the Airbnb itself is something we would have to take now. Okay. Would have to do. Okay. Mayor, can I make a suggestion? So, as yeah. Joe said before, on the administration, one of the main things we're looking at right now is code enforcement. Can we, for the sake of this meeting, take an action to have that group and the appropriate people, Tom the police Department and others, put together a recommendation here sure. and bring that back to the council. It will include Roger's comments as well because we could debate this all day, but I think getting it offline and having the right people, and I, I, I can see that some towns say zero, we don't want to do that. Some towns say one night, we may not want to do that. We have to find some sort of middle ground. And I think Kevin's point is a good one. A three-day rental is not a bad thing for the town because it brings people in, it's good for the merchants, and hopefully it's three days not overnight. not have to So could we take this offline, put all those pieces together? Kevin's also on that committee. Yeah, the you could look at, too, is because I know you mentioned
0: Limits which I don't i actually know the implications that it are before we make a new jerk thing. say, so, yeah, you know, make it a million, make it two million. Yeah, I, you know, we're looking real estate. The whole scenario of running down of city lot is too realistic, but you know, the sequence see if it's I have to look at more carefully before you just say,
2: yeah, she sounds like just let's increase it. Yeah, it sounds like the hardest thing that we're going to struggle with which is
3: enforcement. If, if we get too cumbersome, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, why are we doing it? We're doing it really to uh to find yeah. out yeah. who's running and who was responsible for that rental and register maybe we're getting too
8: yeah this is way too much regulation to yeah.
2: if yeah, we if could get to
3: who's 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 the airbnb who's simple, doing the the it who's renting their here. house and who's responsible uh, a 24 7 contact for that yeah. house right right those are those, the, those are the
11: key points and those are in that
3: but well, everything what else I don't know that Tom could do it uh, yeah. We'll watch uh, Karen run down the street screaming. You know what I mean. So <laughs>
0: I, Chief and Atomic, uh, like, I know we, we agreed to have like a point of contact as a rent, which makes sense. But do we really want to? It is, mm-hmm. Do we really have to every list in that house who might or might not be there? Or yeah, if you say we're a weekend rental, we have, Rachel, do we have a, a list of all five people staying there, or just a point of contact sufficient?
4: No, you don't need all the people that are staying there. One, i uh, the obviously make sure they're not overcrowding at home. You
10: know, yeah. it's two bedroom house and so put fifteen people in there. So yeah, we want the list of people who are staying there. And in this ordinance it does also address, you know, the day visitors too. Um so you know, somebody having back so a backyard party not having two hundred people at their house, yeah. Um when they're
2: running. And that's it covers that too. we just can't make, right, good. We just can't make this so hard we just scramble our like it. we have to be able to well let's say somebody's well, and we'll say that's
0: an for years and years of you know, Critical
7: analyses. We don't do anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So we'll take yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, And we're just about at that point. we exactly. this down to we,
1: we, we We've been kicking this can for about three years now.
11: So. Yep. Yeah.
7: We'll get it. So the committee
10: will meet together. We'll, we'll try to thin it out and,
3: and, and hit the key points and, and date and come back with a recommendation. Yep. That's it. And I'll be in touch. And
10: we we know and the date. <laughs> Thanks everyone. Watch We're going to meet. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. All right. Thanks. Thanks.
0: Uh, Joe, we're back to you for capital projects update. No, not much of an update,
3: uh, Mayor, from the from the last meeting. Our projects are winding down. We, we haven't really started any uh, major new ones yet. So and we have a pretty full agenda here in a closed session. So I'll leave it at that. Right. The uh,
4: one
0: thing I wanted to mention was that if you notice that we're flying a half mask, because um, if anyone noticed last week, a a, a seal was a died during training, uh, Navy SEAL died during training uh, last week. It was just going to hell week, so it's pretty, it's a very tough training for the, the SEALs go through. And uh, his father, Tom, lives at Supreme, so, and Kyle, this, the SEAL who passed away, actually, was a Jersey guy too, so we just wanted to honor him and also to send our condolences to his dad. So I know we called Chad earlier, and Chad arranged to have the uh, uh, flags,
12: have we offered any, any sort of equivalence uh, from the, the barrel to, to the family from the governor? Your... Uh, not to my knowledge. But... Okay, Maybe something to consider. Please. Sure. Just, you know,
0: the uh, uh, We are on to our public safety update. At least our chief police, if you go first, sir.
14: Uh, I'll make this real quick, everybody. Thanks for having me. Um, I have the. I didn't get really a chance to do a good report in January, I know we were busy, but if anybody wants to see all of our cultural services and all the arrests and everything that we did, come see me here. After I can send you a copy of these. But at the end of the day, last year we had 4,933 cultural services. I'm not going to go over every single one of these. we're a lot. Um, I had some conversations with Jack Heeler, just public safety stuff. Over the weekend, I'm going to meet with Mike Hudson, possibly to put together a CPR class and a class on the AEDs for all of our police. Chad's going to get involved, we're going to get the firemen up to date, some of the first aid up to date. Also, we're going to meet, possibly do a driver training on the ambulances um, so we have more people able to drive the ambulance in the summer. So we don't know what our EMS is going to bring. Um, I also had a um, good meeting with Councilman Booker about fireworks. It went pretty smooth. I wouldn't make an official announcement yet. Yeah, it's looking pretty good. Um, there's still a lot of things to cover, a lot of things that we all have to do before. This is a 100% so before we make an official announcement, there's still a lot of things to do with that. Um, as you guys can also see, the bridges don't want folks to be ahead up there. And I know everyone sees that deck in front of Tommy's window do any noise complaints. That the One other thing too, we're also moving forward with parking. It's coming up quick. It's coming up real fast. So we have to start ordering permits, signs, stuff like that. So um, we're going to start doing. if anybody has any questions and you know where we're going, these things have to get going now. Sometimes it can take a month, sometimes it can take two months, and obviously we're early with parking this year. And uh, we have to get going on that. We have two in the academy, they're doing good. And that's all I have to you right now. If anybody has any questions or need anything, Jack, what else did we talk about? yesterday. about first aid stuff. The, uh, some of the details on the fireworks. Yeah, so, yeah, we have it going. I've already been in contact with um, almost everybody's state police. Who else? sheriffs. Oh, yeah state police sheriff OEM, but also we're waiting for a callback sheriff to call me today. Our cost would
3: be what, chief?
14: uh, About $15,000. That would cover not only our police, it would also cover the outside agencies we have to bring in. We have to have the state police in here. Um, We have to have some other county people coming here and working. There's no, if we want that done, they're going to require it. And once we have it moved forward, i will bring Jeff in. So, okay. Because I, I had
12: I, I mentioned to Mike, to, to Mike that um, this was something that, that, that we're looking at. Um, we'll get the you know, we'll tighten up the finances as far as needed. One knows that this is something that, that we're looking at, and you know, uh, <coughs> I'm hopeful uh, that that um, in the event that the town can't or doesn't want to bear the that that, that will run, that there may be other resources that we can get from, from the private sector. So. Um, uh, you know, the sooner I know what, what we're going to do, it's all in this know, then I know what the ask is, and, and then we, we can make at base to fill that. out. you say 15 or fifty? 15. 15. The,
14: uh,
3: the majority of the fireworks is is picked up by the yeah, uh, beach clubs. Yes.
14: Beach clubs and commies. Yeah, that's
3: not really what you full bill. No, there's not. That's why Thomas
2: wants to stack that so
3: probably the fireworks. Yeah. Overtime for us, police overtime, yeah, other right. agencies.
14: It's really it's the outside agencies that cost the most, bringing the state police in here, the sheriff's department here is here. Especially at that time of year. Yeah, and they could easily go somewhere else we meet and meet secure uh, those people as soon as possible. Okay. Next, yes, Chief. Chief, hopefully this year we have our apartment farm. increase. Yes. correct. Matter of fact, I was on the phone with our court administrator yesterday and it's moving forward. A lot in place. It better be in place. It's been out there long enough. It should be in place. I have a great confidence in the impacts. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Mitchie.
0: Fire Chief Chad, where's yours? I'll be quicker than Brett. Month of January, we did uh, 33 calls,
1: about 100 calls. Um, We're in the process of
11: doing our annual our mandatory training, which requires much IPOship. Uh, we've already had two sessions, we have two more this weekend. So now we to have every guy recertified. Um, for those that sat in our budget, I'm already in the business of repairing fire trucks this year. We have three or four open board tickets already. So just keep that in mind. And
1: um, last year we discussed the donation of the two beach badges for us to wrap off as a, as a fundraiser. Um, Yesterday, these far submitted the, the route license to the clerk, so we just need to formalize that. I assume that formal resolution to approve those so we can. That's all
11: I have. Let's yeah. so Brian, I just have one quick uh, update on the capital projects update. Um, just just to let everybody know, we are moving forward with replacing the check valves downtown. Um, so mm-hmm. we've got five uh, slow motor check valves out of everyone. Place hopefully within the next couple months or so. So make sure I'll alleviate
2: some of the flooding downtown. So five more you women know, or six? Five. Five, yeah. So, Kevin, how many does that that have to get addressed ultimately? I know tied up with the state as That's town. all
11: of the ones, I believe that's all the ones we have, except for uh uh peninsula, right? Yeah, it's no sense yeah uh peninsula is the only one that we have to do downtown um, the rest of them are all state owned so we work with the state uh, to get those and those are the ones that actually
2: cause most of the flooding on ocean like, how many of those are there six. six six to the state control yeah okay thank we you. did have
3: a we did have a call from uh from senator scanlon he got the dot commissioner uh who will try to set us up a meeting so uh, senator scanlon was pretty responsive there but it's been, it's taken so long, but right. uh, you know, it's, it's I think
11: the state is going to take forever. That's great. We've been so. working. working on the state valve for almost two years now. We had them, they were getting ready, and then all of a sudden it fell flat. So, yep. fingers crossed, we're getting back. in. five is a big thing. That's good. Yeah, yeah
0: we're going to continue the conversation on Woody's. I know we all discussed the possibility of Woody's approaches with the. Uh, requesting to possibly purchase the uh, area right to the property. We discussed the leasing option. And I know, I believe it's going to be over to the executive session. But, Roger, do you want to give us a um, public update or no, the, the only update
9: one? is that uh, Woody's asked to purchase under a mistaken belief, they had to own them to have a license. correct. So a lease court, so if the, the council wants to lease, that true. I don't okay. Think can do by ordinance. <coughs>
0: I Do we want to discuss discuss do you want to well,
3: discuss it here? I, I I think the purchase of real estate is uh, is is fair game for closed session. Uh, he's okay. made he made an offer. Uh, I'd like to discuss that with you folks okay. in closed session. Okay,
4: right. to be
0: continue. I uh, know the state just produced a special payable ordinance.
9: So I think Largers was going to speak to this one. I just I just sent that to you just so that you would be aware of it. Um, we don't have to take any action. I don't recommend that we do. Uh, it, it's titled the Model Ordinance. It's not really. It's a regulation. Uh, I think they're calling it the Model Ordinance to make you feel better that maybe you had some choice and that you don't. It's, it's uh, anybody who comes in with an application is going to have to provide uh, for some wiring, some actual charging spaces. So you might see that at the planning board level, but sure. I just wanted you to be aware of it. I wouldn't suggest that we adopt the ordinance because I suspect that will be changing the regulation, at least in the first year or so. Um, so there's really no need to do that. It's applicable to any application for development. The planning board will be saying that. So is this going to be,
11: like, uh, similar to the cell tower type of situation where anybody, any provider that comes in, we have to make room for?
9: Well, no, not, not so much that. Kevin, it's, it's that, what, what, they're, what they're doing is they're, they're making, they've, they've made uh, electric vehicle charging spaces, a permitted accessory use everywhere. Um, and what they're saying is if, if you're coming in to develop a piece of property, you're coming there for a site plan, a subdivision, whatever, you're gonna be mandated to have a certain percentage of your required parking wire uh, for charging oh. stations. That's so it's
11: for new developments? Yeah. I mean, essentially
9: it's, it's to mandate, uh, the conversion to all electric vehicles, which ultimately is. But it doesn't necessarily
11: affect our public park. No. Okay. Yeah. I
9: know
11: we
4: were sitting
11: around the idea of Economic.
0: Yeah. unrelated to that, but related is that I was in a meeting, office had a meeting, uh, Congressman office had a meeting a few, uh, weeks ago. So we looked at it last year cause there was some funding available to possibly have public we could charge them, too. The research staff the problem is the funding, the grant money, really wasn't sufficient to cover the cost of charging stations, but they said, I guess, with the latest federal stimulus, that was approved, there may be additional funds, so maybe here can check it out. Because at some point, we're going to obviously add some <coughs> charging stations, but to me, it makes sense to at least charge for it, because you don't want to put free charging stations <laughs> out there. Uh, but uh, but that being said, it, apparently, there's additional funding that might cover the difference.
1: The last time, it was just it wasn't working. But there's additional funding out but if you wanted to add a couple of charging stations, you can do most of the things. You can have all the, depending on the electrical. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is getting electrical service to that. Sure, but just as an aside, we put a couple of these in other towns. I think legally you can't charge for the, the, the electricity, you can't resell electricity, so you would have to charge for the parking space or something if you want to. Oh, okay. You can side yeah, door sure. there. Yeah, but you you're not yeah I was going to I was but say
0: almost
11: all of them I've seen. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. so well I just we discussed last year that it seemed like there was a way to charge, I guess it on Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Either way, you know so
1: charge parking six oh one. Yeah. There's crazy running if you want to make it just with a municipality complex what we've done and one of the other to put these in is we put it on a timer and it cuts off after you know your council meeting went in at eleven o'clock. Charged, we have had residents come and park there overnight to charge their vehicle. So <laughs> exactly. there's always people trying to beat the system, but I'll leave my phone my swear.
0: <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> All right, sounds
4: good.
0: So uh, uh, the Comcast cable <clears throat> ordinance again.
3: I, I, Rich made some recommendations. Council liked them where they had to remove any existing non-functioning wires uh, when they went to provide another service. Did they respond back to us that it's OK? Not yet. We sent it off to them. They, they haven't gone back to us yet.
11: Fingers crossed on this floor.
8: Right, so, <laughs> the rats next step, right?
9: okay.
0: so next up is just organizing the demo at the uh, the old uh, cleaners across
9: the street. Okay. Right. We are uh, in the process of getting the quotes. Yes, yeah, so we have
3: one so far. Do you want to another? No, just have one. Just one so far. Uh,
9: so uh, hopefully we'll get another quote, and then we'll get back to you with a recommendation on that. All the the, the necessary paperwork has been has been accomplished to do that. Um, now there is an application that is pending uh, before the planning board, but they have been putting that off for about two years. They kicked it off. They rescheduled seven
0: times, I think.
2: Yeah. So at the last planning board meeting, uh, we agreed that this. And I know this has probably been said before, but this is the last chance. <laughs> this next meeting in the beginning of March is the last chance. After that, planning board is done and I think that's happening in parallel with this Roger. So if they're okay. done and they don't show. Good.
9: we should be clear okay. But Eric,
2: if we if we demise it, do we have any responsibility for the property, like any environmental issues or anything
9: like that? We we do not under the under the statute. Okay. But that remains with the with the property owner. Um, the cost of the demo the cost of demo gets assessed as only.
0: Yeah. I just briefly discussed the next one with Joe at the Monmouth County kind of Sheriff's Service. We
3: have an option of whether or not to participate with the voting uh, municipal tax map. Yeah, we. Uh, uh, Tim uh, Anfuso is uh, is supportive of the program. It's a shared service with uh, Monmouth County. However, while they were un- while they're under the grant, it's no cost to us. At our budget hearing, Mike was talking about. He didn't think it was a beneficial program to us. So I need to ask Mike to talk to Tim. Okay. and come back to a recommendation. Because what you're
0: at, it's pretty costly, you
3: yeah, Mike said it was. Yeah. At, at the budget hearing, you know, if they, if they don't receive the grant again, um, it's billed to us. And we really don't know the cost. So I'm going okay. uh, to ask Mike to call Tim and let those two g- get together I and make a right. recommendation. But this is basically where yeah. all they're doing is digitizing our tax maps, right? Yeah.
13: yeah. I think Tim's um, recommendation was we should do it. It's free for oh it would be no any cost to us for a couple years, but then we have no um obligation to stay in if it does start. All right,
0: so as long as we stay on capital we can yeah. do it and then if the funding falls away we can just pull out. Let me uh have
3: Tim talking like the before the next right. meeting. <laughs>
1: Not one
11: of those yeah, like things. Well, you know, I mean, it could be it could be two two councils down the road, and people look at it and go, "Oh, we've been doing that for years. Just keep doing it," you know.
13: Our tax maps are very out of date, though. Uh, yeah. There's well, a lot of new subdivisions that have come in, and they really need to be redone. So it's going to cost us. Money that's the question anyway. I was going
11: to ask. Is is this going to affect the you know, uh, property? The accepted property lines of people in town. Like I mean, obviously when you going to digitize, they're gonna, I don't know, they're gonna rescan the tax, the, the, the property maps and where things are, and, or if it's just gonna take what we have and transfer it over to digital. They do. Mm-hmm. They just take what you have transfer Okay. But the one thing I would caution you when you get out of the program,
1: is it's not known yet what the county, is if you get out, do they give you a digitized copy of your tax tax? I don't think they will. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the bike they have, so then all of a sudden you don't have updated tax maps anymore because their facility has So that's what you have to watch. So if they take them and they make the tax maps, you can go to the county website and look them up and use them. But once you don't have that ability anymore, know, you aren't going to have access to those tax maps if you don't use their service. That's so what, do you what, do you what do you do? Well, print that. Well, print them, yeah, but you still would never have got originals, which eventually one day you have to, because if you're going to modify them, I've kind of a subdivision or. The right. That's not known, that's not right. so that's, that, that's that question we need to ask. Okay. Thank you. As I was going to discuss the farmworks mark, I know in the
0: past we've done it. It's always been a pretty popular and successful C Bright code we kind of knocked it out in the last two Yeah, years. so this came up, this came up
11: during the green team meeting. Uh, it's one of those little check marks that we get for you know getting our green team certification, our green certification or whatever it is. Um, and I know the big, the big issue that we have with the farmer's market and we've always have with the farmer's market is it takes up a lot of space in the parking lot. And it eliminates mm-hmm. a lot of parking and it's on Thursday and blah, blah, blah. So the thought was to, first of all, minimize it. If, and before we even start getting into it, is anybody for it? Show of hands who is for it. I'm, I'm for it conceptually. Yeah, conceptually. So in that case then, the idea was to change where the layout would be. Um, in other words, rather than having it in the parking lot, kind of minimize it and try and control what's being sold. Uh, one of the references was Mama Beach's um, farmer's market, which is maybe like three or four vendors, and they're very specific to farmers' markets, like you know, vegetables and pickles and whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then moving that footprint from the parking lot to our basketball court. So they're in the basketball court area there in that small sand and foot, that small footprint there. So basically they fit in there, their vehicles get parked where they normally get parked in a parking space and they pay for parking. Uh, so I think it would be a little bit better, uh, a little bit easier to control, um, less less uh, wear and tear on the, on the police department for having to move vehicles and stuff like that. So um, the only problem is, is we need, we'll need to find somebody to help organize it. Yeah.
4: They, uh, like and that's a always always problem. I doing to Mark, And that major recommendation.
11: Well, I did I did ask Michelle to see if she could reach out to um Monarch beaches folks. And I don't know if they if there's somebody if, if it's local among the beaches handling it, or maybe we could kind of uh, connect the dots with them and maybe just kind of spin from there to here.
2: It is time-consuming. Do we all put to council? Are we going to council to do it, or no takers? So we I, we should talk about this because I think that this team has done a great job of looking at other venues to get us on the map from a community perspective, which I think is fantastic. I think this is another one of those. I think the idea of putting it on the basketball court and not taking the parking spots revenue is a really good thing. You miss basketball during that period of time. I get that. I think if it comes down to we're all in favor of it, and we have to get somebody to do it, then we should plan on that, try to get the volunteer to do it. I'm sure we can find one and then the we'll folks.
11: That's my yeah. opinion. So maybe we, maybe put out some feelings to folks in town on about how we can do that. But. Well
0: you gotta you know I have to speak to Mark so he knows what it takes to do that.
4: Yeah. He was very strong he said if you don't have a volunteer yeah. managing it, you're gonna have a lot Yeah look
12: we'll one.
11: Yeah. Well, as like I said, like, like, we'll uh, have somebody. We'll, we'll reach out to somebody at uh, the Long Beach one and see if they have one person that we can maybe you know, reach out to there, um, hmm. and maybe for somebody that they may know that could help us. Well, I mean, Mark did it before, right? Yeah. Well, no, Mark. No, resident. resident. Yeah. yeah. He, he just did, kind yeah. of, yeah. you know. He he was, he was the mouthpiece for the council to get it in place and get it started. Um, but uh, yeah, no, there, was, there was somebody in town managing it, and
2: then they decided they didn't want to do it anymore because it was getting too difficult for them. So, Kevin, is it fair to say? I'd love to hear other comments. We're done. We're going to do it if we get a volunteer. Are we that I far? I think that's well. It, it's not so much we're done. We're going to do it. We need to
11: get a volunteer. Uh, yeah. We need to get a volunteer to, to help host um, manage it, and then we need to figure out. Uh, from there, we need to figure out, okay, what do we want to include, and how do we get those people interested? Right. Okay. Um, so, you know, but um, the, the main reason it's on here is I wanted to get a feel from the council if it's something we wanted to pursue. Right. Yep. And it sounds like we're all good with it, so we'll, I'll work with Michelle and see if we can figure out somebody to... Great.
4: In the I have a Chris suggestion to consider down behind the old borough hall as a location. Well, again, it takes
11: up parking.
13: But you uh, could have it one morning, maybe, during the week on a Friday morning instead of an afternoon. And it's easier because people could just... They're not going to pull in and park and go to the kiosk and pay for parking to buy a head of lettuce. I think if if they're in a place where they can just kind of drive through, stop, run and get something, and leave. There's
0: also a lot of traffic over here
13: that uh, people can actually come in Yeah, I mean, pulling into the the parking lot to get... Well, the only issue is...
11: The only issue with behind Olvera Hall is wherever you put it, they're going to loop, the cars are going to have to loop through it. Yeah, I mean it's better than myself. Yeah. yeah, because that because I, I mean if we did a drive-through one, that'd be phenomenal. Wow. but that's just going to people are going to riot. That will end badly. I just keep that in mind. Staring people
4: yes, you because you're seeing. Well, I, You can
11: put I them on the. I could think you could fit six hundred years in there. On, on, on the
4: uh, oh, yeah. 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 But that's the other
11: thing. That was the other thing too. Was you know one of the comments that came back was that the you know the vendors that we that we had over the past years were getting a little non-farmers market. Yeah. Like you had CBD guys, you had uh, arts and crafts guys, you had blah blah. And it wasn't really farmers market type The whole point is that you want to kind and keep it to farm the produce, like produce uh, eggs, whatever it might be
0: all right lights on the basketball court for
11: sure. this is another one of mine oh. um so <laughs> last summer i did notice over here we have a basketball court and a lot of kids were using it late at night they were out, they were out there at 9 o'clock at uh, night playing basketball which great they're using it it's phenomenal Fortunately, no the lights out there um the lights on the building shut off at 10 o'clock and i know sean's working on trying to get that extended um so i wanted to go because i do feel that the lights around this building you know it's a little dark at night um, and I think it should be extended till at least 11 or 12 um, and then the the idea was to put some lights some floodlights out here that go shoot down at the basketball court uh, the ones that we got over that uh, Anchorage at the Anchorage bathrooms those are phenomenal so if you want
8: to <laughs> work on get those over there well I sent the quote Quote was 4,000 I wish I just was going ahead before budget time I um, might have to request a little bit more but Oh, well, $4,000 um, to get these floodlights installed on the side of this building. Okay.
11: So, I mean, that was, just, that was, that was a thought. I just want to try and get that in place and see if we can get those ready for the summer. So, um, if you can find out if we can, if we got that in the budget, we can figure out a way to pay for that. That'd be great.
3: Well, we also have another project that's uh, parallel to this. Sam has been uh, looking at uh, uh, fencing around it for pickleball and things like that. Um, and that's about a $16,000. Okay, $16, okay. So maybe I could talk to Mike about you know a multi-purpose bond or something to do some improvements there. It's, uh, unfortunately, it'd have to be a chain-link fence. Not preferred, but there's no, re- you can't. Yeah, re- I'm
11: not too crazy about the fencing
3: Well, that's for you guys to decide. I'm just saying, if you wanted to stop a pickleball, it can't be uh like our ornamental fence, it's not going to work. I mean, yeah. the only thing that'll work there with a basketball. It was, basketball a, there was a lot of push for like, a football court, so if they had to change the fence around, it would
9: be have the ball.
12: Carl. Yeah, what yeah. well, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> they, is is yeah. there another football court? You get the two football courts There's, there's, they're there already. They're, are lines for. They're football. mapped out. Yeah. yeah. Lines oh, okay. No, I was just going to ask a thing about is there is there a, um, how, how big is a demand for the state? I mean, it was on this, but there was a demand. I think there's one of those things that's going to be, it's going to be half for a half second, and then
4: going to kind of fake.
14: We were told, we were told that
8: if we do put a fence here and it's pick, pick a the wall out here by numerous guys that came out here to give us quotes on lines and courts themselves, that it would be, it
5: would be busy every morning. On branch, sit, day they put it up, they're not stopping Rumson it. has a, 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 a it's, called, huge. It's,
9: it's huge. huge. Yeah. What? What? It's yeah, huge. We, think, it's huge. Yeah.
1: Right, I would
0: say, so big things, aesthetics. Like, is it going to look yeah. like ugly? Have the fencing up there? Or not? Are we cool with that? So I look at maybe. Well the big like thing
11: is too is it's not like a four-foot fence; it's going to be like a six or eight-foot fence. Yeah, so. yeah, no, I know. That's
6: yeah. <laughs> sure. uh, that,
8: that's another thing you have to look into if you are going with that fence. Is a lot of times now that pickleball will be taking over once you do put a fence up of scheduling pickleball versus yeah. basketball yeah. and basketball. And then
11: the other thing is too that and, that then minimizes the amount of space that we have for farmers.
3: Well, that'd just be for two or three hours on whatever day they, they pick. Uh, John Lamy, Councilman Lamy, was also looking into uh, the viability of doing uh, one or two courts inside. We're going to talk about the rec center over right there, but John was uh, looking into that. Uh, I know they, him and Don have talked about it. John, is that fair to say you're considering it? Yeah,
4: I'm here. Yeah.
14: Mm-hmm. Okay, we got you. over yeah, here.
2: Yeah, well we went through the budget review, and we looked at the uh, finishing of the floor, it included both basketball lines and football lines, which ultimately can make them two courts inside the direct Center.
3: And, and I think that will generate a lot of interest in doors, evenings, things like yeah. that and then it would spill over to here, you know, but uh, it is, uh, you know, it's getting more and more popular. But the fence is just, I wanted not to bring that up because- Yeah, I, I'm
11: not a fan of having a fence there. I think it's just- uh, That's say, a, sorry.
3: that's not a- What we'll do you That's a policy decision. All right, anyone
1: else have an opinion on
0: it? I mean, I don't so doing it indoors is great. It doesn't impact anything, but then yeah. we can always make the decision to go outdoors too. If that. So I, I have an opinion. I think doing pickleball is a good thing
2: because. Getting very popular. I've never the played myself, but getting very popular. I think starting in the rec center is a good way to go. I think it would be, we're trying to create more of this type of stuff. The fencing is not cheap, and the appearance is not great. I would say, let's see how we do on the rec center, whether or not we get ball attention. If we do, then maybe, maybe we expand. I think I agree with Kevin on that. A dumb question, uh, Sean, if you don't mind. I think it's great that we're going to put the lights on the building pointing towards the court versus poles, because it's a lot cheaper. Those lights are not going to be shoot, shooting right in somebody's face who's trying to shoot a basket if they say, I can't, I can't even see uh, no, it. And that's on that side? Oh, there's only one net? One. There's, oh, only, yeah. one, there's only one net. Perfect. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. We that one would
12: be an excuse. It's, <laughs> <But that's, thanks laughs> it's a half. shooting It's a half
11: quarter, so it's <laughs> <a> <laughs> only one side. Actually, it's not even a full half quarter, right? It's only about a quarter. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. That's my opinion, Brian. That's good. Thank you.
0: All right,
12: there's a, a, a beach badge request for a good cause. I don't see yeah, an issue so well. that. Uh, any, any so do you want to post? No, I, I mean, I don't
3: screen. It'll be on the, the next agenda we'll to be form the last. Yep. All
4: right. Who is we, it? we ready Where? to start? What? what is
13: it? I think it's the um, Holiday Express.
3: Holiday Express.
0: As I already spoke about it somewhat, but uh, yeah, I know Johnny will probably
3: speak this. But the rental of the rec center and gym, do you want to discuss that? Not, not necessarily. Well, yeah, the gym as well. Um, we have to come up with guidelines like we do anywhere else. Uh, uh, we had a request from Al Anon, uh, a group that is support uh, families of, uh, of people that have some uh, uh, issues. Uh, They're certainly not a profit-making operation, it's just a a group that meets. Um, The only concern is how, how popular does it become if we don't charge, does everybody want it, who's gonna open it and close it, and should there be even a modest fee even if it's a Twenty up to get somebody over there to clean the toilets and, and the bathrooms and such. Well, so I think,
11: I think that goes back to this room. Yeah. Uh, same this same room's a little more cumbersome, though. Well, though. I mean, it's the same conversation, yeah. uh, and Sean can attest to this. Sean's brought it up many times. It's more so in the fact that whatever we, whatever our, our cost will be, should be covered mm-hmm. by whoever's
3: renting it. Oh no doubt, and and then some because moving, moving the deis into that. Into well, no, no, no. I'm, not,
11: I'm not, talking talk about that. The rec
3: center. Oh, even the rec center, I mean, we, there should be, a, it, when I'm mixing apples and oranges. This room presents different problems than the rec center. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Uh, this one, we, we have to set up, we have to take down, we have to move the dais. There's a, you move that dais for too many years, you're gonna, we're going to end up buying another one, so there's got to be a, some sort of charge that starts replacing tables, chairs, and, and the like. The rec center is a little different. It's it's more uh, industrial, so to speak. Uh, but should there be a charge for nonprofits? I think that's what I wanted to come up with. Uh, groups that like Avalon that want to do it. Uh, it's certainly. Uh, I don't know. It's probably a regional thing. It's probably not everybody from Seabury, so it's probably more be local. It's not going to be people from Brielle uh, coming up here, but um, it certainly will be more local orientation i would say and if we want to do that is uh do they provide us some insurance you know somebody gets hurt you know a whole harmless or something part of that certificate of insurance I'm, I'm just feeling it out that that would be a little different than this this would be for parties and uh weddings or whatever but
0: we so, should we should tack on both the same condos going back to the other thing i've like dragged on for years certain things like just discussing renting this place you know we've always had a reason not to with the final decision, yeah, which kicking uh, Yeah, like, let's just decide, you know, this is, it is different, like, non-profits, that's like we have. but this is always supposed to get like, a, not a big money thing, but a small for-profit endeavor, like, we have to cover all of our costs, and then the town should make a little bit of I money, mean, it's a huge building, it's a nice location, but there are definitely people that rent this place, and I don't I want to get up the rec center conversation, but I think we should knock the ball out, what are we gonna do, but what are your feelings on
12: non-profits, you know, how do we handle that? I would uh, nonprofits generally all you know, should, should, should get a break, um, but uh, you know they really should be our our our, our, our focus as far as uh, you know treat, treating them with it, it, as well as we can as it pertains to renting and getting a better deal, etc. Because I believe that there will be other commercial entities or you know families, but, but etc. That they want to use the space. And, it's the people's face, mm-hmm. so we, should, we, should, uh, we should look, in, we should look to, to, to monetize it to
3: the best extent we can without overdoing it. We have, we have put together a cost. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Public Works has is, is, is had their input. Chris and I sat in on a couple meetings where we determined. So I do have a general cost. Um, it, it gets up because, you know, we felt that if there's a party or a wedding in here, we'd need a person here in case there was a problem or, or or anything. So that kind of jacked it up a little bit. It was during the height of COVID, so we were talking about sanitizing the building before and after. I don't know if that's still uh, applicable. So we we'd
0: have to have a person here, like on call for the event or
3: whatever? Yeah, I, I, we, we talked about having a person here, you know, one of the, either a part-timer or someone here, you know, if something goes wrong, a lot different than the rec center. You know, the, the, we're just unlocking it and you can go in. I mean, it's a it's a bathroom. So they, they're different. I understand that we'd like to do it globally, but I I, I can put together uh, yeah. just bullet points for you guys to consider. I think, I, I think
11: yes. the main thing we need to figure out is how much is it going to cost us to set up, break down, clean afterwards, what happened uh, for, both, for both areas, here, there, whatever. And then, so long as we cover that cost for nonprofits, that's fine. See, over there, we, don't, we don't want to cost us money for a nonprofit to go in and use a community center. Um, so they should at least cover that cost. And then from there on out, I, to, you know.
14: I think one of the big ones here to look at, um, are you going to allow alcohol to be served in these buildings? And if alcohol is going to be served in these buildings, then you're have going to have someone come in and take a look, because. That's probably yeah. yeah. the biggest one, is alcohol going to be served. Any alcohol yeah. You know, I think that's
0: probably the case for certain events. You know, if they have a wedding or a kid's
8: party <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> I don't know, the mom's in Real quick, If you recall, this kind of fell by the wayside last time, uh, mostly because of timing, this, especially this one. Want, wanting to be rented out in the yeah. center room. Summertime, the well, place bar yeah. doesn't get out until 7
2: o'clock. So I think that's kind of why you felt... We're well, we going to have a lot of... Exactly.
0: It's going to be an only open... and It has to be everything... All town functions take precedence over any kind of... So it would be used. September
3: 15th to May 15th would be the... For uh, this room. For this room.
11: That room could, The community center can be used anytime.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, we're, we agree with you. We'll make sure that it's yeah. definitely a priority for borough functions and events first. So, so getting it's back to the calendar,
2: sorry. Yeah, I know that we have to create a centralized calendar. Getting back to the rec center on the agenda here. Hey John, before I make a couple of points, you're kind of a spearheading thing. Anything in particular you have on the rec center?
4: No. My goal was to create an energy
3: that. Yeah. 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 Down we lost you.
0: Next
3: to No, I think maybe taking another call. Yeah, it could exit on the whole way. Yeah, I don't know. we can't hear yeah. you. We can hear you now. No, we can hear you. We can hear you when you're closer to the computer. It's right down and hold the screen. We can hear you.
7: Okay,
4: so.
13: is
14: yeah, it's to use that change and get some smooth.
2: So what I think John said is one of the visions for this community this rec center was to get the businesses in town involved. Maybe sponsor some things, some activities and things like that going forward. But getting back to Joe's summary, I mean in my mind, this rec center is going to move us in a positive direction between the lights that have been put in, the finishing that's gonna be done on the floor, the basketball that's gonna be played in there, and I think encouraging it is a really good thing because it brings people into town, especially if they're well-intentioned people like the seniors or al or whatever it is. It's probably good for merchants because some of them may run next door and buy something, maybe. But I, I, what, I don't think we need to do it here, but I think somebody needs to just define, because these buildings are very different. That other building does not have a, that rec, that meeting room. I've been there with the seniors. It's very easy to maintain. There's nothing much involved. I think if hypothetically we said $20 a meeting, they'd go to a church somewhere to find another place as best to fit. So I think we do want to encourage it. I think requiring insurance would be a problem because most of those things do not know how to even do that. I think a whole harmless would be if we if that works and is viable. Because so I don't know what the seniors are now, whether or not they're insured or they have a whole harmless. But I think if we had a situation where Al Anon or some other group said, we'd like to meet here uh, and we don't overcomplicate it, it will encourage people to come in and do it. I know the police have to unlock it. But I think offline or at a separate meeting, we should try to get to a point that it's clear, it's easy. And maybe the two buildings are different, but I think motivating more activity at the rec center is a good thing overall. That's my point. And I
3: think that's an easier lift. You know, this one comes with some complications. So we'll have
0: well, both buildings in the next workshop again but actually take action.
3: Oh. I'll get everybody uh, our outline of what we talked about a year and two years ago. Sure. Uh, but sure,
4: I just want to add, I, I think the insurance coverage is very important. More people have come in. We have people take a trip down there and stairs and stuff. So I think they have to be self insured to some extent and hold on to work with our GIF and see what they
12: say. I think that that, um, looking looking at the GIF for for some guidance on sort of best practices and as far as the appropriate coverage there is probably a good idea. I mean, I, I'm, I'm torn when we're just going with the whole harmless. Whole um, I, I think times out of 10, it's going to be fine. But there's that one that, 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 where it might not be. And, and um, you know, I, I'd like to understand what the economics uh, are. Maybe we, we can look at that as far as, OK, what is it? Somebody's having a two hour meeting or in a building. Are we going to require them beyond the whole harmless to have this sort of coverage? So um, I don't know if we have to do that. But I mean,
10: for a bench, right?
12: Yeah, So, yeah. so that, that,
11: that's kind well, of cool. how, how, how do um, firehouses handle it? I mean, firehouses break out space for a party, let's say. I mean, obviously, the chief mentioned that when it comes to alcohol, they're going to have to have they're going to have insurance for that. But I mean, how? I mean, we join as a coming. I rent I the whole effort for
1: my
8: fire only, where wearing, and they have to provide stipends of insurance for that. So so, but that's where, an fact, there's a big base in but with or
3: without alcohol still, so, so you can get it for, it's like $7,500,
5: whatever it is, whatever you're doing, and gives you X amount of coverage.
3: But for a for a non-profit meeting, I, I
13: don't A lot of I condo don't. associations used to have their right. board meetings in that room. We never asked yeah, for anything. If it's a
8: meeting, we don't provide it. It's more parties yeah. and yeah. events. Yep, right.
2: Fair right, so yeah. The Alamon group got a price for the insurance, and it was $350 a year. They said, we can't do this. We don't
3: even have duties. How are we going to pay for this? So I, if, if that's a requirement, they'll go find another one. Understood. Yeah. So you, you know, let, we'll come with some recommendations for you. Daytime is not a problem at all, but I don't know that those kind of groups meet during the day. I don't know when their meetings are, or seniors meet during the day, yeah. but at yeah. night, would you have the resources I to know,
11: block I, it? I know the church has the Allen numbers.
14: We have resources to do a lot, just depends what kind of meeting we're looking at, and is it a weekly thing, is it every other day? So I think there's a lot of variables that you have to look at. What kind of meetings, we love, what kind of people are we having
3: there? Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if what their meeting schedule is. Is it a monthly, is it a well, I, know, I know the alcohol
11: the alcohol, the AA group that leads churches every day. Every day. Every day between like 5 and 6 or something like and that. And I
14: know yeah, it, at 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning, they have a big a meeting at the phone. It was I'm sure they want to move it back into the rec
2: center yeah. in, in the wintertime. Yeah, if we if we think about where this could go, right? The, the seniors meet twice a month and they do it during the day. The Al-Anon group, I think, would meet like, once or twice a month. of thing. But you could then ultimately have 15 of these, right? And then it becomes more of a demand. And you may find yourself actually locking in the morning, locking it at night. Who you knows where that's, that's going
8: to go.
2: But I think putting a framework in that's place right is the right thing to do, Joe, get us all comfortable to. with it. I think the big question is do we, do we want to encourage it, and do, it do it we need insurance? Of so, well, let's go We're going to donate it. Can you please
4: mute yourself?
13: I, I can't mute anybody anymore.
3: Um, She's having a hard time with... my
13: This um, computer lost um, connection, so that's normally how I would mute somebody. But
0: I'll put, it, I'll put something for your package.
13: And
3: then you could... Well, what? it's <laughs>
13: Hey, I This is Mark. I've been talking about... I want to discuss the
7: farmer's market, because I know you guys have talking about it before. Okay. If I can. Okay. Okay. So So, Kevin, Kevin, I understood your comment about moving the farmer's market to the basketball or My only concern is, you may actually want to take a look at parking on a Thursday in Seabright during the summer. It is not that full of parking lots, traditionally, in the afternoon, that you're losing any parking revenue. If anything, um, we were having complaints from the farmer's market uh, patrons at the time that there were not enough, that there weren't enough people there, that there wasn't enough advertising going on, that the parking lot actually had plenty of space. If anything, the farmer's market was bringing people to town. And filling parking spaces, not the other way around. So, if you're looking to relocate the farmers market based upon a fear of losing parking revenue, I think that's a mistake because I don't think you are losing parking revenue. Yeah, but, no,
11: Mark. It uh, wasn't Mark. It wasn't necessarily the uh, parking revenue that was concerned. It was more, more or less, the logistics for the police department as far as you know, getting vehicles in and out of that area and roping off space and that sort of thing. Um, we just started, well, and and, we start, and the farmer's market is starting to get a little bit too big, uh, in the sense that we were pulling in a lot of things that weren't farmer's market related. Yeah, now Kevin, so that you
7: understand, it's very hard to get vendors. So, when you're saying you just want to switch the junk farmer's market items, like all you want to do is have produce and that's it. You're not going to get anybody to come to that farmer's market because what brings people to a farmer's market, I mean, we did that intentionally by being very selective as to who we're allowing in or not, or not in, because we were trying to attract people to um, come to the farmer's market. So we have like one produce guy, and you're not gonna find five produce guys that wanna come in because they're not gonna wanna compete against one another. It's not, it's not profitable for them. And the other, And the other problem is that the vendors and one of the number one complaints got, was visibility. If you stick them in the back, in the, on the on the back bolt, where no one's going to know they're there, and no one's going to come. So you have like five five, five farmers setting up a farmers stand. Uh, you know, I, I think they're hurting it and trying to worth doing. Um, I don't know who was complaining about it. I uh, you know that there were non that there were non farmers like things there, but I know some of the most. Hot, uh, popular stands were like the cheese guy, you know, people love going together with the rally, their friends with the rally, and not something you can sit down and Well, we well, well cheese, is, <laughs> cheese is a farmer's market. I, I, I'm talking like, you know, the craft guys,
2: and the,
11: but I mean, the whole point, the whole point of bringing it up here was just to see if there was, to gauge the feelings of the, the, the feeling council, uh, it seems like we want to move forward with that, and the big thing right now is finding somebody to Help um, you know, manage it. So it. we're, gonna, we're and, gonna and that's the big
7: thing, but what what my point, Kevin, is that I would not even pursue it. If what Council wants to do is relegate it back to the back to the back And so basically there's no point in doing that then. You're not it's not gonna be successful. I'm just telling you, not going voting from experience. Um you're right. gonna want to stay where you are, you're not taking it. I mean, this is my opinion from having done it for years. Um, it's not going to be difficult there. You're not. I uh, would not worry about parking revenue because there isn't that parking revenue on a Thursday. And but the main thing is again, as you just said, you need someone to manage it. Get someone to manage it. It will be fine. And it will work. Right? But I don't know if. Well, then, yeah, regulated.
11: no, and that's fine. And, and, and thank you, Mark. And once the whole, like you said, the big thing is find somebody to manage it. Once we get that, we'll figure, out, we'll figure out the logistics from that. But we need to find something to manage it first, so we're one step at
0: a time. All right, thank you, sir. Thanks, Mark. No problem. I have a list of resolutions there, upcoming resolutions you can look through, a couple of FYIs, May Day symposium, and then there's a due date of April 4th for council or county committee.
13: Oh, um, the primary petitions are available if anybody knows anybody that wants to pick one up. I'm sorry? I have them. The primary petitions and this is a county committee year, so I have the petitions if anybody wants them. And in the last two years, um because of COVID they allowed electronic signatures. This year that's not allowed. back Yeah. <laughs>
3: I have several items for closed when you're ready, ma'am. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. I just want
1: one comment. I wanted to offer um Going Back to the assessment ordinance, I have tremendous experience assessing every year on the counts, and I think I would like to make a note of the positive and negative. So one of the big positive, I think one of the reasons I'm going to be able to get all these 25 people, cost and all, yeah, assessment district
4: would be your advertising. You're getting $120,000 up front to pay instantly,
1: versus paying $12,000 a year. So those are the kind of cost benefits I'm dealing oh, yeah, be so, like, yeah. with. I agree, yeah, that's a great demo. Yeah, from Joe. Yeah, i the information is better. That's it. Yeah, thanks. Looking forward to that. I'm I just have one thing on the uh,
4: resolution of the sustainable land use pledge. There are a number of specific pledges, and I just want to ask Roger, is there any
9: uh, penalties that go with this? Sorry, what resolution was that? The
3: sustainable land use? Right. Oh, no. There's mm-hmm. no Okay. It's, it's stated
4: very forcefully,
0: to make empty. Sure. All right. I think that's, we're going to, we do have a, as Joe knows, we have two items for executive session. So unless I know some council has any other comments, we'll go ahead and adjourn for that. And as always, we're not going to come back and take any public, act, public action after executive session, so it really ends the public portion of the meeting. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming today. Mm-hmm. Um, and with
1: the that, that's, what
4: was that, Joe?
3: Joe? No, no, I'll just put the clues on you. All right, would
0: anybody make a motion to enter the convention
3: session? I mm-hmm. move.
4: Second. All okay. right, that's going to be
13: Ebert? Yes. yes. Booker. Yes. Booker? Yes. Keeler? Alana? Yes. Adelina. Adelina.
0: I saw that. No. All right, great.